And on the phone with me right now, I have CBS News correspondent Scott McFarland. Good morning, Scott. How are you? Good morning. So I'm really, really interested in what's going on right now on Capitol Hill. I'm I'm kind of nervous, a bit on tenterhooks about this upcoming government shutdown possibility in the next couple of weeks. What do you think? Uh, do you think that they're going to be able to reach a deal? If it feels like we just did this, it's because we just did this September 30th, where there was a near breach and a near government shutdown and one that ended up with the ouster of then Speaker Kevin McCarthy. They're on no better footing now than they were in September. There has been nothing passed through the House to prevent a government shutdown. There's been nothing passed through the Senate to prevent a government shutdown. We're about eight, eight and a half days away from the deadline. And nobody has a plan to get something through with Republican support in the House, Democratic support in the Senate, and the hardliners in the House have already shown they're not going to allow compromise to go unscathed. Well, this is concerning. Uh, has anybody mentioned to these folks that we're actually paying them to do the job and to stop fooling around? And I think it's worth underscoring the stakes here because there are thousands of federal workers in Northeast Ohio. There are thousands of federal workers in every state in America. You know, and, and ultimately, they go without a paycheck that not only impacts them and their families and their neighborhood, it impacts the economy overall because it adds a level of uncertainty that will ding the stock market, ding all of our 401ks, and disrupt our ability to get things like, you know, veterans benefits, Social Security checks, and the types of things that we kind of count on. But also, there's a statement on the world stage that America is not serious, that America and democracy don't get things done that need to get done, the blocking and tackling of government. And it's... At this moment, a political reality that Republicans in the House have cannibalized their leadership when they cut deals with Democrats. And there's no way to keep the government open without Republicans and Democrats cutting a deal. There's no way around that, yet it still seems political, politically perilous in the House. Wow. Where's Lyndon Johnson when you need him? I ask that every day. Um, no, I, I mean, ultimately, there's a new House speaker. Uh, Mike Johnson of Louisiana has a honeymoon period he's enjoying. It might be a real brief honeymoon, like a, a long weekend, not a week in the tropics. He's given some latitude to kick the can down the curb, to cut a short-term deal, keep the government open, keep the lights on, because the Freedom Caucus, more conservative members who don't like such things, realize they painted them in a corner by spending three weeks on a messy, knucklehead speaker race. And that will help him, but that's not uh, a silver bullet. Mike Johnson still needs to cut some type of deal everybody finds acceptable, and if he doesn't do it in the next nine days, if he finds only a way to keep the government open until December or January, he'll have to do it then. So this is an inescapable problem. Well, what I'm concerned about is them making sure that they actually, one, keep the government open. I'm also concerned about the message that it's sending if they, for example, cut a deal that does not fund uh, arms to Ukraine, does fund Israel, and it, it might give Putin the idea that we're going soft in Europe. Yeah, I think it's one of the most important stories people aren't talking about here in Washington and across the country. The funding for Ukraine, the tens of billions of dollars being requested by the Biden administration, could not be on more tenuous ground. Um, there's a large, potentially growing faction in the U.S. House that simply won't support it. They don't want tax dollars going to Ukraine anymore. 
They think enough has been spent. They think other countries should chip in more. They think that too much of it is rife for waste, fraud, and abuse. So it's a problem getting it through the House. The champions who've kept this alive are the Republicans in the Senate. I think Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, who said we can't, we can't let Putin go unmolested through the rest of Europe. But Lindsey Graham told me the other day he's only going to approve that Ukraine money if the Senate and the House also pass some striking new immigration or border security laws, which are poison pills. Some of those things are just non-starters with Democrats, you know, funding the Trump border wall and other proposals that aren't going to go anywhere. So if even the supporters and champions of Ukraine funding are making asks that are too, too tall for Congress to pass, I got to tell you, I'm not sure how that funding for Ukraine gets passed anytime soon. Wow. That is uh, sobering news. Uh, we're going to be talking in just a few minutes live with uh, U.S. Senator Sherrod Brown from here in Ohio. If you had a question that you'd like us to ask for you, what would it be? I, you know, I know it's a little bit to the south and east of our area, but I really would like to know where that rail safety bill, he got off the ground and got moving for East Palestine, is going because it was one of the few things Congress got together on. You know, Senator Vance and Senator Brown championed it. I got a Republican and a Democrat going in the same direction. How quick can that get done? Because I think not only is it important to Ohio and important to you know, rail safety in America, it really is a sign of what type of compromise this Congress can pull off because it got a good start. And if it stalls, I'm not sure this Congress can do anything. And on the line with me right now, U.S. Senator Sherrod Brown. We welcome him to our show. Good morning, Sherrod. How are you? Hi, how are you? I'm fine. Thank you. So the the big story, of course, the election this week, your reaction to it, and also are we going to have another government shutdown coming up? I'll take first and first the, the voters in Ohio overwhelmingly, including Summit and Stark counties and Medina and Geauga and Portage and Cuyahoga, all, all AKR is part of the state, overwhelmingly um, decided that women and their doctors should make their health care decisions, not a bunch of politicians in, in Columbus. Uh, that's good news. I just hope that the powers that be uh, in Columbus accept this uh, verdict from the people that was overwhelming yeah, in terms yeah. of government shutdown. Uh, I, I'm very concerned that the House representatives, they're acting like children. They're more interested in their in their cliques and their fundraising and they're getting their names in the paper than doing their jobs. You know, And in the Senate, we did it bipartisanly, 79, 80 votes, something like that. Uh, overwhelmingly, um, bipartisanly, to, to keep the government open and do our jobs. And, and you know when the government shutdowns happen or almost happen, our enemies, the thugs in the Kremlin and Tehran and the Great Hall in China, all celebrate that American democracy, they can't even run their government and keep it operating. So the House has to do its job and quit playing children's games. And it really is why people don't like Washington. Right, right. I understand that. And uh, just final question before we wrap up here. I know you're really busy. What's the latest on that railroad safety bill? Uh, we hope to, with all the government shutdown in Israel and Ukraine and all, it's been delayed a little. We hope to get it on the on the um, on the Senate floor uh, certainly before the end of the year. And I've talked to the, the majority leader who schedules the floor. Uh, to move, we've got to move quickly in this. We've got to pass it before the end of the year.